0: Welcome to the Bayside Church Weekly Message audio podcast, Frankston.
1: Today we're tackling a topic that everyone has to deal with regularly through the journey of life. That's how to keep our relationships strong, healthy, growing, vibrant as we transition through different stages. Because we're constantly moving, we can't stay stuck and we need to make some adjustments As you get older, your relationships with your children change. I mean, I have got a daughter who's going to start driving very soon. As long as she can get there to actually apply for her L-plates, I'm leaving that with her. You know, I'm not going to go and apply for her L-plates for her. She has to do that. But that's a big transition for me. And now I'm listening to all the mothers who, all all the, you know, I wait up until I hear that car parked in the garage or until I know that that child's home. I'm going, I feel your pain, and I haven't even got the child on the road yet. We're also going to be talking about um, some of the tips and stories that our panel will bring. They'll bring fresh insight. Before we actually have our panel this morning, I'm going to invite the lovely Rainy Little, who has been a long-term member of Bayside Church, an active member, not just a fan, but a follower. Anyone who's watching Australian Christian channel at the moment, they'll see not a fan, a follower, a committed follower. And she's been committed to this church for many years now and has got lots of insight into relationships. She's also a trained professional counselor She's got a beautiful family of her own and grandchildren, and so I know that she's going to give us lots of good insight. Rini, come on, come on up. She's so beautiful. You can't be around Rainy and not love her. She's one of those people that administers love by a hug, like Sandy Pryor. Sandy can't laugh or smile at the moment, but she can still hug, and I'll be expecting one at the end. It's like Sandy not smiling is like telling me not to talk. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's trying to not smile back. So anyway, Rainy, love on us while you tell us your experience because I know I always learn from you. Just being around you, I learn from you. You you rub off. You're one of those people that rubs off good, in a very good way.
2: Thank you, Christy. So when I was thinking about, right, that's yours, about putting this together, I like to get a visual when I'm... Um, Writing and when I'm doing things, and what I was thinking about was a roller coaster. So, we're going to go on a bit of a roller coaster ride. And when I look around here, I see that we're all at different stages and different ages. And so, I'm not going to be able to touch on everything. So, it's just going to be an overview and not a big um, touch on things. Christy has said a few things. It's amazing how God works because also Gary touched on attitude, and my thing was on attitude as well. So um, he uses us in everything that we do. So slides are going to come up on the screen. Uh, You forgive me if I turn around, but I have got it here as well. So apart from going into the big um, teaching on stages, I'm just going to touch on it. So let's get on the roller coaster. Has anybody been on a roller coaster? Yeah? I did when I was younger, but I don't know if I would now. I actually have to give an apology before I start, because Stewie said with Lisa last night, she threw out chocolates, and I haven't got chocolates. No, I'm sorry. You've given up, I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's healed of chocolate addiction. So I haven't got chocolates, so you're just going to have to put up with me. So there's some here that are still teenagers, and some that, oh, we have got some children here. So we've got The transition of life that doesn't last forever, and at the stage that I'm at in life, I can guarantee that nothing lasts forever, even though at the time you might feel you're in the middle of it and it's never going to change, it does change. So we've got the childhood, which is probably, uh, uh, you know it can be an up and down journey, but I'd say on that roller coaster, it's just, you're just traveling along. And you've got school and then you transition into work. And then, so that can be an exciting thing. So you start going up a little bit on the roller coaster and you're getting excited. And then you're leaving home, maybe going into, in in any way, it doesn't matter whether it's university or just getting your own place. And that can be sometimes a bit of a drop. But that, again, can be exciting, it can be a nervous excitement, but it's exciting. So we're not scared at that point. And then adulthood, Mm, sometimes that can be a bit scary. So we might be feeling a little bit anxious about where we're at. Um, You can be single or married. Well, that, again, is another journey. Up and down, we can be going up because we're getting married and that's all very exciting. Everybody's, I must admit, everybody's experience is different. Childhood can be horrendous for a lot of people. Um, So, you know, forgive me if I'm painting a picture that doesn't fit you. But just imagine, so you're single, you're getting married, so you're going up the roller coaster again and you're planning the wedding and then things can happen. It it doesn't turn out exactly how you thought it was that first year, so you can start going down again. But sometimes that going down can be quite scary. You can get a bit um, anxious and lost and um, it's so fast that you don't even know where your head's at. So it's not a good journey. It's not very exciting. Other times it can be exciting. And then we get to um, the children. Christy was talking about children and about um, teenagers and going, we've been through all that, going out and getting the licence. That's another journey in itself. And, you know, um, you just take it as it comes, which is a good thing. The thing that I should say up front, really, is God is good because he... He knows the beginning from the to the end and I'm glad that I don't know the end and I don't know what's in between. I just take it as it comes and I'll deal with it when it gets there. So we've got all the stages with the children, so it can be up and down again. Are we excited? Are we going up? we we'll get to the top and actually the view looks quite good, it looks quite fantastic and we're sitting here enjoying the view and all of a sudden it starts to go down and your stomach drops, it's in your mouth, all those fears and lost sometimes lost feelings, Um, you don't know where you are, can happen in that time of single and married. Um, Then your children grow up and they leave home. A lot of people suffer with that. They suffer a little bit with emptiness syndrome and they've lost their identity because they've given everything into their children. And their life is um, about what they do for their kids and who their kids are. And all of a sudden they turn and it's like their partner's there. And as much as they love each other, it's, oh, this is scary. Who are you? And we haven't put any time or energy into our relationship. And we talk about that in the marriage course. And uh, I'm sure you've all heard it, you know. um, Putting time into your relationship on this journey is what's really paramount if you're married because uh, you are going to be on your own again if you've had children. You are going to be on your own again. It's just going to be the two of you. So you, that's really important to build that because you've got a long time on your own. So you want to be able to nurture that and keep that alive and have some fun times together. So we, still they, we've got fun, we've got scared, we've got unsureness sureness going on here. So the children have left. You're getting to know each other again. And then... It's wonderful, I must admit. It's really beautiful watching your children go into relationships and then uh, seeing how they blossom and then your grandchildren come along. That's the best bit, apart from loving your own. You you think, some people have said, you know, I worry that when I've had one child that I won't be able to love the next one as much because I love this one so much. The love keeps flowing. And then you get your well we've got three daughters and one son so then you get your their partners coming in and you love them and uh, you know my son-in-laws or our son-in-laws are you know they're our sons as well in a different way to our son but that you know they're our family and then your grandchildren come along and wow you know that's just oh just overflowing with love for them and I don't want to get teary but it's just beautiful it's absolutely wonderful and and the love that you get to see sharing watching your children with their children is beautiful um you, you it it's yeah it just keeps that love flowing over and over it, it, it spills over, and then your grandchildren, the way they love you and the interaction you have with them and how they make you feel special is is gorgeous um in that in that process, I have got it down the bottom, but sometimes marriages do break break up. I'm probably confusing um, at the back to where to go but you just put the things up, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, marriages do break up in that process which is, is another, you're going up the, up, and then you're crashing down and you're lost and you don't know what to do and it's really awful, it's not a very exciting journey on that roller coaster then and that can be pretty scary and awful and you've got to find a new way to live um, in that. And then you've got, um, can come out of that being a single parent, which I haven't got a slide for, but being a single parent again and, and, and co-parenting is really difficult. And it's not an easy journey there and you have to find another level again. Um, and then ageing. Well, that's an interesting process that I, you know, that we're going through, to watch yourself age, because you don't feel any different inside. <laughs> you feel the same, but you look different. And uh, you know, you get, you look at yourself, oh, and you forget, you know, because you feel the same inside and actually um probably for me the best you've ever felt because you know you've got all the tools you need in life and uh you see that your kids are getting on and life is better and you know you're putting time in with your partner and it's a really beautiful stage. It's just not good probably watching yourself age. And um And then you get to watch uh, your parents as well, which is not, you know, we've lost our parents now, but uh, it's not always a a joyous time. It's wonderful, but it's not always joyous watching them uh, if they have problems or what you're going to do as far as caring for them. So that can be a worrying time. And I sort of probably would, on on that roller coaster, sometimes it goes straight and then it hits a, a bend where you get whipped around and so your brain goes sideways for a little while. So I think sometimes some of these things in this journey, your brain's gone over there, but you haven't gone up or down. You're just over there for a little bit and you're sideways for a little bit. So then you have to get back on centre. And then some of you um, lose in that journey. A loved one could be a um, child or spouse, um, family member, and that's, you know, that's... A hard thing to do and you've got that grief to work through um, which is another thing in itself so I suppose that's that just going along you know neither up or down but you're just in a place and you're not sure where you are at that time you have to find another way to get back on centre again Um, and then some of you who may have been divorced uh, remarry so you've got that whole up and down and journey and starting again which is exciting The only trouble is we've got step families, and uh, that is always causes some, um, a little bit of angst sometimes. It's not always good melding a few people together to try and make it work, but it can work. And in that, um, in that journey, in those stages, Gary was talking about it's your attitude to how you deal with all those things that's really important. Um, whether you're if it, look, if it's really overwhelming and, you, and it's really impacting your life, then I would encourage you to get help. I'd encourage you whether it's, um, first of all, medically checked to make sure you're okay, prayer ministry, good support or mentor in your life, or um, counselling, whatever. Get some help because if, it, if it's something, even with grief, that you can't get over, that it's really impacting your life, then you probably need a little bit more help than just transitioning. So they're the stages, really, and I, forgive me if I've missed anything here for anybody, but, I, I, you know, they all deserve a long time and a lot of explanation, which we haven't got. But you've had some great teaching over the weeks, and I know that a lot has been spoken about how to make. So I'm going to move on to the next little bit, which is just a few little principles to make for healthier relationships. Okay. So the first one, and Sandy and I are here today, and again, I don't want to get emotional, but I have my, their Cliff's wife, Sandy's mum, my best friend of over, you know, about 46 years, and this is the cross that uh, was hers that they've given me, um, was a great one, was my mentor in life, and, and had lots of things happen in her life, but... She always, her thing was choices. You always have a choice to what you do with it. And she could have been quite bitter at times for different things that happened in her life, but she never did. So like we said before, keep a check on your attitude because you do have a choice. Always have a choice to what you're going to do with what's put on you. If I'm out there and somebody cuts me off on the road, I have a choice to what I do with that. You know, I can get out there and yell and scream. I can, for me, I'd pull over if, because I'd probably be shaken and get myself back on centre, but I have a choice. The next one is challenge. So challenge yourself to make the effort to change things for the better, no matter what. Don't rely on how another person responds, you know. Just you, have a, you challenge yourself to, to what you're going to do with what's been presented to you, whether it's good, bad or in between. So always um, check yourself. You know, if if somebody's going to say something to me and it is a critique, my first reaction is to want to respond and um, justify it and um, say something about it, about my side of it, which I probably would do, but then I have to go away and think about, okay, what part do I play in this? So I have to challenge myself. And then commitment. So commitment is huge and everybody talks about it in relationships and especially in a love relationship. Be, but, but be committed to working on your relationships. And I'm not just talking about a marriage. Every one of you is in a relationship, whether it be with your family, whether it be work, whether it be out there with just people you meet. Even in here in church as a church family, we're in, we're in relationships. So we have to be committed to our relationships and to, be, to, um, to working on them. Communicate well. Um, 80% of relationship problems have to do with communication. I can't remember the percentages of um, communication. Somebody would probably know here. On um, most of it's nonverbal, so it's well, how we present ourselves is is really what we communicate. So being honest in in who you are with, I mean, you have to be careful when you're being honest with people, whether you're going to open yourself up to um, an attack. So it depends on who it is that you're going to be honest with. But communicate your feelings, That's you know, when you can and when it's safe. I mean, if somebody's been, a, um, like a parent or something, has always been aggressive to you, you're not going to go up and honestly tell them at that point what they are to you, unless you're feeling really brave, because you might get something back. So be careful on that, but always honestly communicate your feelings. and. Um, We're good at, especially us women, at um, interpretation and being able to know what the guys are thinking and um, what they're feeling and what that means when you look this way or do that. We know that. And Our intuition is very strong. Not really, but we think we do. So communication is really important because if you don't know, ask. Um, Consideration. Of our differences, it can't always be our way. Well, we're all so different. I mean, we're so different, male and female. It's not funny. We had Mark Gunga there, and he's done the prime um, example with the brains and how the boxes and all that. If you were there, it was really good. And we are so different. And then we're so different as individuals. We have, we come from families. We, we have the four kids. They are all so different. Their personalities. And yet they're both from us, and they've both been brought up in the same house, but they are so different. So, be considerate of those differences. We can't always all all be the same. Um, Compromise. Oh, that's a huge one, isn't it? Compromise. You do need to compromise. So, find a middle ground to work forward from. So find something that you can compromise on because you both can't, or whoever is, it doesn't have to be a marriage, whoever it is, you both can't win. You both can't have your own way. You have to find a middle ground and say, okay, well, I think this and I think this. What's something that we can work towards to make us happy in the middle? And um, compassion. That's huge again. We as Christians sort of say that that's what we are, that's what we do, we're we're compassionate people. Uh, Forgive others for their weaknesses and their humanness because we all make mistakes and we all are human and uh, so we have to show compassion towards each other. So what's the most important relationship of all? It's this one, isn't it? It's our relationship with God. That's the most important. And when we get that right, then everything else can fall into place. So he said in Genesis 3.18, the Lord said it's not good for man to be alone, so he created a helper suitable for him. So we have been created to be in relationship, that we need to be um, able to relate with each other and. Our relationship with God—if we've got that really, we're really open to that—we can really uh, move forward through all these other things that I've been talking about. So let's go down that list again that we had with God, with ourselves, with God. So challenge. So what? How does He challenge us? Probably in lots of ways, but He challenges us to be more Christ-like in all that we do. You know, um, that saying of sort of like you're doing something and you say, well, if God or Jesus was here next to me or in the room, would I be doing or saying this right now? How would I be behaving? That's pretty, mm, you know, impacting when you think that because probably you just wouldn't want to do much because you'd be frightened of making a mistake except that he would encourage you and love you through it. So challenge yourself to be more Christ-like in everything. Commitment, okay, his commitment to us is huge and I mean it, it could go on and on and I could have written many but he's committed to walking beside us and showing us the right way to live. That's his commitment to us. Doesn't never changes, nothing changes. Communicate, communication, he communicates with us through his word. So even this morning through his word, through his song, through our worship, um, he's communicating to us all the time. So, always be open to being able to hear what he's communicating to you. Make sure you have some still times because life is so busy and um, we get caught up in doing that it's nice just to be still sometimes and be able to let him communicate. And that's picking up the Bible and being able to read his word because it's all there when we're lost, it's all there. We only need to read it. It's amazing when you pick it up in in a time of trouble, and you pick and you get a scripture, and you think, "Wow, you know, um, it's a bit freaky." You know, sometimes you get you get a word, and it's so what you needed to read, or a daily devotional, something like that. Bless you. And um, consideration. Well, he continue he continually extends his mercy and grace towards us. Oh my goodness just continually, because we're always messing up, we're always doing something. And he just continually does that, we mightn't do it with each other, but he continually does that with us, which is beautiful. And compromise, well I was thinking compromise, how does he compromise with us, but I thought well he will allow us, and again it goes back to choices, to make our own choices. But he all, he's always there to guide us in the right direction. So I suppose we could call that a compromise because he would want us to go this way. But what he does is he allows We have choices and we make mistakes and we do the wrong thing and we make the wrong choices for ourselves a lot. And uh, he's there just waiting for us to get back on track, you know, and, and to be able to bring us into a better place. And compassion, well, he's just full of compassion. You know, personified because um, he has to be for who we are and what we do. And he gave his only son. You know, that's how compassionate he is towards us. So he loves us no matter what. He loves you all where you are today, right now, at this very moment. And he continually forgives us when we fail and when we sin. In Ephesians 4.32 it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you and probably I didn't mention it before in one of my other ones but forgiveness is huge. Um, When you have children for those that you have have got them you continually forgive them because they are always doing things, little things on a daily basis, touching something, doing something, not doing something. And your attitude towards them is forgiving all the time because you're loving them. You're not going to hold it against them and come to dinner and say, well, I'm not talking to you because you did this 30 things today. You forgive them and you love them. And God does that all the time as well. He just forgives us and he loves us through that. And so we really have to forgive one another as well. That's so important. So... um, that's all I just its it's just an overview and I hope that um, you can take something away from that knowing that you are loved and that God um, is with you and is guiding you and I don't know where you are on that roller coaster journey and I hope that you're getting onto that smoother bit where you're getting to see the scenery for a little while before the the dip or the, the, the climb but um, I just pray that God blesses you and guides you
1: in all that you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad she's diagnosed my sideways brain because some of us are going through those different stages all at once. Like nobody told me I had an 11 year old and a newborn that I'd be dealing with a teenager at 11 because now they're teenagers at 11. So now I've got a 16 year old who's about to drive I've got a six-year-old who thinks she can fly. I've got parents who are aging in another country. And I'm not getting any younger either. So I experience that sideways br- <laughs> that sideways brain a lot. And um, all I can say from my experience is that I am constantly keeping my mind open to other. By that I mean... When I was younger, I used to think, well, that's so not my experience. Well, let me tell you something, before you know it, that experience that so wasn't yours is now yours. So just keep open to other people's experiences and allow God to help you listen to them with compassion and feeling. Um, you know, I was uh, uh, saw on Facebook that Fida has been struggling with a cold and she's got, you know, four children. I've been struggling with the cold and I've got three children. And, you know, my mind goes to that extra one and what that would mean, you know, stay open to what other people are going through. Now, we're just about to um, have a little panel that's going to give you a lot of insight. So while they're preparing, um, if you want to just grab the chairs and pop us up there, We've got Steve McPherson, who did a great job with worship leading, if you'd like to come on up, the panel that we've got. We've got John Little, who's Rainy's husband, and of course, Rini, Um we need you back here again. And we've got Jodie Crumbie. Where's Jodie? Oh, there she is. Beautiful. The mom of the stunning little Victoria. Yeah. It's Great. So we're going to get each one of these to share a little bit about their life stage. And I'm going to pop up there, and I'm going to go up the steps. So it would have been a time where I'd have jumped up, but uh, it's not that time today. <laughs> yeah, you can you can clap them. That's fine. Oh, John, John, don't trip. Don't trip. <laughs> oh, we need one more chair. Can we get one more chair? Oh, you're going to sit beside your wife, of course, I would hope. Hang on. Can we have that one? Maybe want to put that down the end. Beautiful. Now I'm going to have my back maybe. Can we we move these guys back a wee tiny bit so that I can see them so I don't have my back to them or to you? Perfect. That's great. Is that all right, everybody? I'll try and look round. I'm not turning my back on you. (sighs) Really, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. I've got heaps out of it. And there was so much in there, so much in there, but the way I handle um, stuff when there's so much in there, what was the one thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to me about? And it was compromise. So um, fantastic. Now, we'd love each one of you to share a little bit about the stage of life that you are actually in yourself and what you find helpful along the way. Now, Jody, we're going to start with you. and. Will you tell us a little bit about what has changed in your relationship when baby came along?
3: Um, Well, a lot changed actually because my mum was told when I was young that I wouldn't be able to have children. So when I found out that I was pregnant, that was huge. So it was terrifying and exciting all at the same time. Um, We had... Um, a couple ups and downs with my pregnancy, so that was a bit terrifying. But when she finally came along, she had um, colic and reflux and she was diagnosed with lactose intolerance, so she was screaming non-stop. So thank goodness and thank God that I had an amazing support network around me and communication. Find people you can really trust and rely on. And my mum is just my guardian angel. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's great. It's lovely. And if you don't have a mum, like I did, I had my mum alive, but she was in another country. Um, I think it's important that you get those mother role models. Um, and I certainly have had plenty of those at at Bayside. So that's important, isn't it, to yeah. share with somebody else? Somebody else has been there before.
3: Yes, sure. Um, but there was... Church is just being fantastic. I had so many people like in the like back in the mothers group because like, I would come to church and I couldn't hear the message because she was crying. And you were thinking like I was thinking constantly like What am I doing? Like I'm doing everything that that you're told to do. That you read the books and you're like I can't do anything right. But um, one of the girls told me that I, God made me Victoria's mum like I am Victoria's mum for a purpose so what like you might have to take minute by minute hour by hour but if you get through the day you're breathing she's breathing you're doing great That's (laughs) I think that's a great goal
1: John we'd like to come to you for a moment we'd like to just pass the mic up there you and Rini have have grown kids and six grandchildren what is the realisation you've come to about your relationship to your family?
4: Well, firstly, how different they are. I like to call it the Rooney Reproductive Centre that they've all come from um, or, or the, where they've been incubated. Uh, but God's just so unique in his development and it's so interesting to watch. And that sort of prepares you if you go with it rather than um, trying to make them moulded and fit To your own precepts ideals or the way you're trying to run the family but I think personally the biggest thing in all sincerity it's uh, very close to my heart this is knowing that as a male I have a very valuable actually I would even for the press to say invaluable role to play in my family so often males feel separated um, I have felt separated, not because of what Renie was doing or the kids were doing. It's just I'm out there making a living, working in a different environment. And Renie, of course, is nurturing, taking care of a full-time mum, a house, the kids, and, and everything else that goes with it. It extends from the time she gets up to the time she goes to bed. But the reality is I am needed. I'm a role model for my daughters to what they are uh, going to aspire to in a man to marry or pursue or, or allow into their lives. I'm a role model to my son in a way that a woman should be treated and how he ought to treat the women later on. And that then transcends on into grandchildren. And at this stage, um, being able to look and know that the love I am prepared to openly allow to go out is received on so many fronts it's huge, it just brings me to my knees and I, again, it's as we have been saying I just reach upwards and say God, you've just created so many intricate, salient points that come into life that means so much to so many of us and even me and I'm not saying I'm out there giving love to take love but I'm giving it and I'm receiving bucket like so I relate very heavily in our marriage seminars and even in my own musing, what you see here is Shrek and Princess Fiona. I'm a clumsy male and it's the truth. We are clumsy as males. We do have that nothing box and, and, and emit unfortunate noises and odors and stuff. But to, to know that my love is received... And to stand there and try to be the best I can as a role of a a man and a warrior for my family is huge. And um, I'm I'm just so grateful to be able to stand in the space that I am with the family that I've got. It's a great blessing. That's great. Thanks Mm -hmm. for
1: sharing that, John. Steve, um, sorry, you want
0: to clap? That's fine.
1: (laughs) Steve, share a little bit with us about your stage and your experience at the moment.
0: So, hi everyone. I've got three kids, one who's 18 and in England at the moment, one who's 16 and driving like a champion, and then a John, who, uh, my son who's 14, who's growing like a mushroom. So our, our uh, stage of life is quite interesting. And I guess for us, the changes of our, in our relationships over the time with Tracy and I is we've tried to make sure we stay connected together as a couple, primarily. And, um then, with our children, it's interesting how they change from needing the um uh the strong hand of discipline and love to a point where when they're teenagers they sort of i don't know we we change in our in our ability or sorry with the kids they change to a point where they can grow and make make their own decisions, and I guess for us, we have tried to keep our keep our relationship with our kids to the point where we trust them implicitly, you know and that's come from growing up as little children and inside our inside our family home to the point where now you know with Hannah in in um England I just know that she because of the relationship we have and the growth that she has had over the time I know that you know she will make good quality decisions they won't all be right you know I'm still making really dodgy decisions now but the reality is our relationships have changed quite a bit because our kids are no longer this big they're all rapidly approaching our height and um and making decisions for themselves. So yeah, I think it's changed.
1: I think as well, those of you who are teenagers listening, um, it does take parents a little bit of time to adapt to relating to teenagers as teenagers too, and it's sort of like a two-way street. They all of a sudden want you to react to them as adults, but it's not that easy all the time. So you have to give us lots of patience. Now, just as a way of wrapping up this this part of the segment, we're gonna do a little bit of word association here. So just quickly, I'm gonna throw out a word and um, I want each one of you to uh, tell me what is associated in your mind when I say that. So we start with you, since you've got the mic there and you pass it up. Newlyweds. Fun. <laughs> Scary.
4: Excitement. Excitement and development.
1: Okay, next, John will go, you're this way back, in-laws. Um. Uh, uh, no, yeah, no. Okay, dad is okay Adaption Adaption Rainy Yes, adaption <laughs> But love Adaption
0: <laughs> Mine are brilliant
1: Fantastic, okay, teenagers Expensive <laughs> Not looking forward to it
2: <laughs> Trying times but fun
4: yeah, testing.
2: Domestics.
4: Uh, best left to rainy
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's the association to you? Well, when Men are not even thinking about no. it. What are they thinking <laughs> yeah. about when you say domestics? Domestics, I think, it's,
2: for me, it's fighting, and that's horrible.
1: Yeah.
3: Horrible.
0: I don't like it.
1: I don't like it. Okay, last one, which is a serious issue actually, um, because uh, anyone in a relationship will face it even if it's your mother and you're not married, but menopause, what does that bring to mind for you?
0: I don't know, (laughs) my my mum's crazy, but that's normal, isn't it?
1: Crazy is normal when you're in menopause, okay.
3: I have no idea. There's <laughs> a blank.
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's great, but hot flushes aren't.
4: Okay. Compassion, understanding, and caring. Yes.
1: <laughs> well done. You have got briny points. <laughs> and uh, for all the males out there, any female that is over forty who um, has a an opinion on anything or gets emotional about anything, is not necessarily menopausal. Do not show your ignorance. (laughs) Someone wrote to Rob after um, I had done the toilet roll uh, sermon, and they said, is Christy menopausal? Just because I'm irritated that someone doesn't replace the toilet roll does not mean I am menopausal. (laughs) No, you're right, John, we need to be compassionate because it's a stage of life, isn't it? It's like teenagers, um, it's understanding... So I think that's important. All right. Well, thank you very much to all of you. And um, you've been a great panel. Great, great uh, little variety here of who's on the platform. So thank you. Thank you very much.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this weekly message audio podcast. If you'd like to listen to more messages and find out more information, check out our website at www.baysidechurch.com.au church has changed. Check it out!